Lord for, for him. I want us to turn to our Bibles in the book of Hosea. Hosea chapter 3. Hosea chapter 3. By God's providence, we have been working our way through the book of Hosea. I think we started somewhere in February. We are now in chapter 12. And we really thank the Lord that he has been speaking to us through this book and has been very encouraging for us as a church. Hosea chapter 3, the word of God says, And the Lord said to me, Go again, love a woman who is loved by another man and is an adulteress, even as the Lord loves the children of Israel, though they turn to other gods and love cakes of raisins. So, I bought her for 15 shekels of silver and a homer and a latchet of barley. And I said to her, you must dwell as mine for many days. You shall not play the whole. I'll all belong to another man. So will I also be to you. For the children of Israel shall dwell many days without king or prince, without sacrifices or pillar, without effort or household gods. Afterwards, the children of Israel shall return and seek the Lord their God, and David their king, and they shall come in fear to the house to the Lord and to his goodness in the latter days and thus for the reading of God's word I must say I'm very encouraged um, it's been long since I had people uh, read in a congregation like this read two chapters it's very encouraging to see it so I encourage you to continue doing it we need to be the people of the book so I've been asked to speak to us about love like this well we are going to speak about the love of God And even as I was sitting here, I felt the inadequacy to speak about the love of God. You know, Paul, when he was writing to the church in Ephesus, he prayed for them. He said, always, I bow down my knee before the Father. And he says, 
I pray that you may know the love of Christ that surpasses all knowledge. So the love of God cannot be known just like that. It is something that is you need to pray about it to know. <laughs> because you are desiring to know something that is surpassing knowledge. He prays that the church in Ephesus may know the breadth, the length, and the depth of the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. So, the love of God, even eternity itself, will not be enough for us to know, to comprehend, to understand, to fully grasp the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. But the truth that we cannot comprehend, we cannot know completely the love of God, praise God that we can know the love of God truly in his word. Because God has revealed it to us in his word. So love is a wonderful thing. Each one of us desires to be loved. None of us here would say, I enjoy being hated. Or, I enjoy hating other people. We all of us desire to love people and to be loved back. But how great and wonderful to think about the God of all the earth, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the one who is thrice holy. How wonderful to think that that God can love a sinner like you, like me. And be serving people. The love of God for his people. Well, I was given a text from the book of Hosea and I requested humbly to be allowed to use one chapter and the people were gracious to give me that freedom to choose a chapter that I can consider. And I want us to consider chapter 3 together and we shall be looking at the love of God here. I want you to notice, I will just mention the five or six things I want us to take from this chapter. I want us first to have a brief background of the book of Hosea, just a brief one. I will do just a brief background of the book of Hosea because maybe some of us have not read it or even if you have read it, maybe it has given you some strange feeling that God can tell someone, a prophet, to marry a prostitute. Maybe you found it that I can as home as I So I will just give a brief background of the book of Hosea. Then we'll consider God's love is a pursuing love. So love like this, we are thinking in a way of amazement, that we are amazed that this is the love of God. Love like this. And the love of God is 
are pursuing love. We will consider that the love of God is a sacrificial love. We will consider that God's love is undeserved love. Is undeserved love. We will also consider that God's love is a restoring love. The love that restores. And lastly, we will consider that God's love is a love that leads to repentance. It's a love that leads to repentance. And then lastly, we'll just make some few applications to see how love like this can push us and can motivate us to love God and to serve God in our lives. So, a brief background of the book of Hosea. You notice in chapter 1, the book of Hosea, uh, Hosea says, the word of the Lord came to Hosea, the son of Beeri, in the days of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, the kings of Judah. And in the days of Jeroboam, the son of Joash, the king of Israel. So you will notice that from the onset, that prophet Hosea prophesied for a very long period of time, for more than 50 years. So all that is here in these 14 chapters of the book of Hosea is not everything that Hosea prophesied in those more than 50 years, but is more, but this is what God wanted us to know about the life of Hosea and the life of the people. He prophesied alongside prophet Hosea, prophet Isaiah, because you will notice we love that chapter in the book of Isaiah chapter 6 in the year that King Uzziah died. So Isaiah is singing and seeing God when King Uzziah died and then Isaiah is also prophesying in the days of King Hezekiah who he prays for him and God adds him 15 years. You remember he's being sent by God to go and tell him that his prayers have been answered. So the same period that Hosea is prophesying is the same period that Isaiah is prophesying but Isaiah is prophesying on the southern kingdom, remember the kingdom of Israel has been divided during the days of Jeroboam and the days of Rehoboam and during these two kings, when the kingdom was divided, the northern kingdom took the ten tribes and the southern kingdom took the two tribes so the two tribes is where Hosea, Isaiah is prophesying and Hosea is prophesying in the northern kingdom with the ten tribes. So throughout this book, the people of the northern kingdom will be keeping on being referred to as Ephraim. Ephraim was one of the sons of Joseph, and he was a big of big influence in that. So God, so that he can speak to the children of Israel, he has been sending them prophets again and again. God this time, in his wisdom and in his sovereignty, decided to give them not only a 
message by word of mouth, but a living parable. And this living parable was in the form of a marriage of a prophet. So that the marriage of this prophet, when people see the marriage of this prophet, they will be triggered to think, why is the prophet living like this and living with a woman like this? And then the prophet will tell them, the way you see my marriage looking like is the way God sees you in his relationship with you. So he tells them, he tells him in chapter 2, when the Lord first spoke to, through Hosea, the Lord said to Hosea, go take yourself a wife of Hodom and have children of Hodom. For the land commits great holdom by forsaking the Lord. I don't know how many of us here have been desiring that the Lord would speak to them. But even as you desire that the Lord would speak to you, and maybe you are considering marriage, you would not expect the Lord to speak to you like this. That this is the first message that you are hearing from the Lord. That you are seated somewhere praying and seeking the Lord. And then the Lord says to you, I have found a wife for you. So go and marry a prostitute. Well, the wife of Hodom here is Hodom is prostitution. Someone who is currently practicing it. Even by the expression of your faces, you will say, no, this, this Lord, he is eternal. You know, and he, the Lord said to him, go and marry a wife of God. He gives him the reason. He tells him, I want you to marry a wife of God. Why? Because for the land, the land here does not represent Shamba, Madunia, but the land represents each and every person in the land of Israel. So the Israelites says, for the land commits great whoredom. So he's saying that the people of Israel are involved in prostitution. It's, it does not mean that married women, married men are sleeping around. And does not mean that married women are being given to giving themselves to other people apart from their husbands, but he's saying the whoredom that they have, they are practicing is forsaking the Lord. Throughout the Bible, the people of Israel are considered as God's bride or God's wife. Maybe an example you can consider Isaiah 54. Isaiah 54, verse 5. Isaiah says, 54, verse 5, For your maker is your husband. So, God's relationship with the people of Israel 
here for uh, Isaiah speaking to the people of God says your maker your God is your husband the Lord of hosts is his name the Holy One of Israel is your Redeemer the God of the whole earth he is called for the Lord has called you like a wife deserted and grieved in spirit like a wife of youth when she is cast off says your God so God is speaking of his relationship with Israel as that relationship between a husband and a wife God had entered into a covenant with the people of Israel that God said to them I will never leave you you are mine you are mine God had entered so the people of Israel knew God as their husband when God is telling Hosea to go and marry a prostitute he's saying my people have deserted me have forsaken me and have followed other gods so the act of idolatry in the eyes of God is prostitution the act of them forsaking God and going after other gods God is saying you are prostituting yourselves so Hosea in obedience to the word of God I tell you there are people who God called upon to do very strange things and they were willing and obedient you see this was a submissive man he submitted to the will of God sometimes we keep saying I want to know the will of God so that I can do it sometimes the will of God is very hard it's very difficult. And the question is, even this hour, the things that the word of God will demand upon your life. Because the word of God places some demands on our lives. Will you be willing? Will you be like Hosea and say, Lord, here I am, speak to me. I am ready and willing to obey your word. Dear friends, what do you think people said about this prophet? Prophet had also went ahead and had children. The only, he had three children and the only child that he had was, the, was just one child that he had with this woman. You see, verse 6 says, She conceived again and bore a daughter and named her name Mercy. No Mercy. So, the first son was called Jezreel. In verse 5. And on that day, I will break the bow and Israel of Israel in the valley of Jezreel. So, it was called, the Lord shall bring judgment upon them. The second daughter was called Nomas Loluhama. The third daughter was called in verse 8, when she, con she had wind no mercy, she conceived and bore a son. And the Lord said, call his name, not my people. So I want you to imagine. Well, my name is Anthony. I have two daughters and one son. Imagine people, just like Hosea here. You imagine people calling me Baba no mercy. Baba, not my people. Every time that the people called on the name of Hosea, 
The name Hosea means God saves. The salvation of Yahweh. And then there is the salvation of Yahweh and his, son, his daughter, his son, not my people. So every time Hosea was walking, people knew that God, God's judgment is upon them and God is saying to them, I will show you no mercy and you are not my people. And so later on, again and again, Isaiah, Hosea kept pursuing the wife and telling her to come back, sending people to tell her, please come back, live with me. And the more that the people were sent, the more she ran away. And so we come now in chapter 3. Chapter 3 is about God telling this prophet to go for that woman. Now this time, she has not only left and went to her prostitution, but she has gone and given herself to another man. Now she's not only living in prostitution, but she is living with another man as a wife. That's how serious this situation was. And God says to her in verse 1, the Lord God, the Lord said to me, that is to Hosea, go again, love a woman who is loved by another man. I want you to notice the first thing here, that God's love is a pursuing love. Here, Hosea is not to wait back at home and wait for Goma, his wife, to come back. She will never come back. She has gone and she has given herself up to another man. She has committed her to another man. She, here we are told, she is loved by another man. But God tells him, go. Go for her. Pursue her. Run after her. Go get her. And notice here, he says, go again. This means, this should tell you, that this was not the first time that he was going for her. It was not the second time that he was going for her. He had tried severally to go for her and she was not willing to come back. And maybe sometimes she would come back and other times she would come and go, come and go, come and go. But this time the Lord commands him and says, go get her. And dear friends, here we see that God has always pursued his people. Whenever his people have been running away from God, God has always been pursuing his people. You remember in Genesis chapter 3, when Adam and Eve sinned against God, all they did is to run away from God and hide in the bushes when they heard the Lord coming. The Bible says, when they heard the Lord coming in the cool of the day, they ran and hid themselves. And the same with the children of Israel, they have been running away from God. Every now and then God is calling upon them, but they are always running away from God. But God is always pursuing them, following them. Just like in Eden, God came and said to Adam, 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 where are you? 
Dear friends, all human beings have been doing throughout history is running away from God. And all that God has been doing throughout our history is that God has been pursuing us. God has been running after us and we have been running away from God. Again and again, God sent prophets to the children of Israel to call them back. The more he called them back, the more they went away from God. God's love is a pursuing love. It's a love that never gives up. It's a love that never gives up on a sinful people like us. It's a love that never gives up on a people who keep on daily spitting on God and holding our fist up in the air and says, no, we will not be ruled by you. Yet God again and again is pursuing them. Even when they are making idols, even when they are worshipping idols, God is pursuing them. And how wonderfully, dear friends, brothers and sisters, how wonderfully do we see the pursuit, the pursuing love of God. We see it greatly and wonderfully in the person and work of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says he came to seek and to save. He came to seek them that are lost. He came to seek them that have lo are lost in sin. The Bible says no one seeks after God. All that we do, dear friends, is to run away from God. Yet God is always pursuing us. And this is greatly revealed and demonstrated at the Calvary where Christ died for sinners. And that wonderful hymn that we have sung, that I can hear, I can hear my voice among us those who are scoffing him, among us those who are mocking at him, among us those who are saying crucify him, crucify him. That's all we have been doing, dear friends, mocking God. Yet God, his love pursues us. God's love is a pursuing love. A love like this. A love like this. A pursuing love. And God has been pursuing you. God has been pursuing you. And maybe you have been running away from God. And this evening, by the mercies of God, look to Christ. Look to the Lord Jesus Christ who has come for you who is always pursuing you to save you and to bring you to himself dear friends the Lord Jesus Christ he's pursuing you he pursued us he pursued me when I was in the pit of sin remember how you are living not caring about God, living your life carelessly, not thinking about God, yet God sent someone who preached to you. God pursued you. And God gave you life. A love like this. 
This can only be found in the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to notice thirdly that God's love is a sacrificial love. It's a love that sacrifices. It is not a love that just says, I love you, I can feel, I feel, I have a love for you. But the love of God is a sacrificial love. You notice here what he says. He says in verse 2, So I bought her. I want you to underline that, maybe, if it's possible. Just make notice of that. I bought her. You see, she was her, his husband. He was, he was the husband to this woman. Yet she had gone and sold herself as a slave to this man. And this man is now fed up with her. She has become useless to her, to him. And now it is time to give her up. And like in the market, slave market, she is there, she is up. And here we are told she was being sold at 15 shekel. 15 shekel amounted to a half price of a slave. A slave, you read in Exodus, a slave was to be sold for 30 shekels. And she, here she is being sold at 15 shekels. That's how useless she had become. That is how much she had lost her worth. Yet, I want you to see what God is demonstrating for the children of Israel. Yet, she had become useless in the eyes of other men. But in the eyes of Hosea, Hosea was ready to pay the price. Maybe Hosea was the highest bidder. No one else was willing to pay the price, but Hosea was ready to pay the price for her and bought her and got her back to himself. And here, God is saying to the children of Israel, I am ready to pay the price to have you back. You have been running away from me. You have been going after idols. You have been going after Baals. You have been going after the gods of the Amalekites. You have been worshipping Molech, even sacrificing your own children on that altar. But God is saying to them, I am ready even to redeem you. I am ready even to ransom you. And we have sung wonderfully, dear friends, that wonderful hymn, Redeemed, how I love to proclaim it. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed. I'm so happy in Jesus. And how wonderfully, dear friends, do we see the love of God in the sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ. The agape love, the self-giving love, the self-sacrificing love. That Jesus Christ, fully God and fully man, who never knew sin, the Bible tells us, he never committed sin, he was sinless. Yet for your sins, yet for our sins, he died on the cross. 
We who are like this Goma, we who are like this Hosea's wife, having ran away from God and having given ourselves to all manner of prostitution, living for ourselves, living to gratify and to satisfy our own sinful desires. Yet God sent Jesus Christ. I want you to read with me in Romans chapter 5. To see the love of God. Romans chapter 5. Verse 6 says, For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. You see, Christ died for who? The ungodly. The ungodly. Christ died. These ungodly are not deserving. They do not deserve anyone to die for them. For one will scarcely die for a righteous man, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still sinners, while Goma was still away with another man, Hosea was ready and willing to pay a price for her. And Christ has paid the greatest debt. He paid the greatest debt to set us free, to buy our freedom while we were in sin. And we can say a love like this. First John chapter 3 verse 1. Behold the manner of love the Father has lavished unto us that we should be called the children of God. The emphasis is on us. Us. Sinful men like us. Us. The Father has not given. The Father has not scattered. The Father has not given some, but the word that is there used is lavished. To give without measure. To give, to open the floodgate of love and let love pour upon. The Father has lavished his love upon us. By giving the Lord Jesus Christ God's love is a sacrificial love to the Lord Jesus Christ. A love like this. Behold the manner of love. It's a wonderful love. It's an amazing love. It's a sacrificial love. That God has loved you. And I want to ask you this hour. Have you tasted of this sacrifice of this sacrificial love of God? Do you know it? Do you know Christ personally? He died for sinners. And if you do not know him, you can know him now. You can know him right now. You can come to him now and know his love. For if Christ has not paid for your sins, you will pay for it. Not once, not for one day, but eternally. Well, number four, God's love is undeserved love. Goma did not deserve like this, to be loved like this. She did not deserve. She deserved that Hosea would say, away with you. I am giving up and I want to give you divorce. You have read a passage in Mark chapter 9, 
chapter 10 that Moses had allowed them to give divorce to a woman to a wife for any reason akikosa kupika vizuri unamwandikia certificate ya divorce na for any reason now this was enough reason for Hosea to divorce her wife his wife but he didn't this wife was undeserving of the love that is shown by Hosea to was she did not deserve it and even you and me can look at Hosea and say umzee kama kichwa yake ni kama iko poa yet love like this this is what god wants them to see that you i do not love you because you are so good israel I am not sending you prophets because you are wonderful. No, I am sending you this prophets and this message. Though you are undeserving, yet I still love you. I still care for you. You may sometimes think that Huh? Maze Venye God ananipenda mimi mimi nitiki kila kitu Mungu ananipenda sana kwa sababu nimefanya hii na hii na hii Mungu alinyokuwa mimi sikuwa kama fulani mimi Mungu alinipa No God's love that God has shown you you did not deserve it Each one of us if God were to give us our right you know we are living in times of rights If you are to stand at the gate of Jaipur with a placard saying god give me my right god will give you hell because that is what you rightfully deserve but god in christ has given us love a love like this to undeserving people to undeserving sinners like you and me God has shown it to us. What a wonderful love, dear friends. Oh, that he was we have sung that his love is the theme of my song. Would you make it that the love of Christ be the theme of your song because you are an undeserving person who do not deserve anything good from the hand of God. Fifthly, God's love is a restoring love. You see here when Hosea bought her, he did not tell her, "Now I've bought you. Go to your father's house. Now I have rescued you. I'm going to rent a house for you and live there. So please do not disturb me anymore. I am fed up with you. I'm giving up on you." I have rescued you from there so go and stay on your own. So here he says So I bought her and I said to her verse 3 you must dwell as mine for many days. <laughs> I'm buying you. I'm bringing you back and I want you to come and stay with me. I want you to be mine. 
I want you to belong only to me. I want you to be mine. God's love is a restored love. It was restored by God. And you and me, in our relationship with God that was that was at strain, the love that we could not see each other, God in his mercy has reconciled us to himself. We were enemies of God. But God in Christ has restored us and has brought us back in the Lord Jesus Christ. God's love is a restoring love. And lastly here, God's love is a love that leads to repentance. You see, he says to her, For the children of Israel, chapter 4, verse 4, For the children of Israel shall dwell many days without king or prince, without sacrifice or pillar, without ephod or household gods. Afterward, the children of Israel shall return and seek the Lord, their God, and David, their king. So you notice that word, shall return. To repent means a change of mind. It means a change of heart. It means a change of direction. And here God is speaking to them and saying, they shall return. They shall come back. And Hosea is telling her, you shall remain with me and you shall not give yourself again to Adotan. And dear friends, that God has shown us such great love. Should we continue to live the same way? Should we continue to live as if we have not received light? Should we continue to live as if we have not received such love? I charge you that if you have believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, you have been shown such great love, live a life that is worthy of the calling that you have received. Christ has called you with a holy calling, live as a holy person. Here at Jacob, there back at home, please do not have two salvations. One day we went to witness somewhere in Kibra, and we met this young lady, and she told us, we asked her, are you saved? She asked us, which one? Which salvation? Yeah, home am I a shule? No. So for her, there is a salvation, your home. Nakuna salvation, ya shule. Do not have double status. The Bible says God hates a double-minded man. Repentance is a change of heart, is a change of mind. A love like this, a life like this of Jesus Christ demands a response. It demands a response. How will you respond? You have tasted of it. How are you living your life? How are you responding to the love of Christ? A love like this calls for people to repent and to turn to God and to live, to forsake the life of sin and to pursue the love and the life of God that God gives in holiness. Dear friends, brothers and sisters, a love like this, a love that is pursuing, a love that is sacrificial, a love that is undeserved, 
A love that is a restoring love. A love that is a love that leads to repentance. To May God be eternally praised for the Lord Jesus Christ and for showing us such great love. We will live in this life and the one to come ever giving thanks to God and singing with Paul, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who chose us in Christ before the foundations of the world. Blessed be God for such a love like this. Let us pray. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for the love that Thou hast given us in Christ Jesus. A wonderful love. A glorious love. A marvelous love. A love that loves sinners and deserving people like us. Oh Lord, would you help us, Father, to pause in our lives, in our busy schedules, to pause for a moment to think about a love like this. A love like this that should motivate us to live for God, to honor God, to please God. When we receive love from those that we love and those who care about us, we respond and we are joyful. Please help us, Lord, to respond to you, to your love, and to choose to live for you. For glory and honor be to your name. So bless us, Lord. Bless these wonderful people, Lord. Grant them your grace. Grant them your strength to serve you and to honor you. I pray all this in Christ's name.